Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Our Culture Gaming. Yes, I'm filming in a new specific place, the results of which we'll give away in the coming weeks or months, depending on when we can tell all. Um, I wanted to do a quick insert for the start of this video because the recording you're about to see is a little bit lower quality than what we usually have. Um, but me and Josh just wanted to jump on this Mass Effect news as soon as it popped up. Um, so I'm going to cut back to um, Josh talking after I finish my initial intro, the recording just kind of itself a little bit, and then the rest of the conversation just plays out as normal. Um, but the news itself is about three specific concept images that have now come out from one of Bioware's new concept art books showing what seems to be in development for the new Mass Effect. One of the images in particular shows the recreation of the Mass Relays. Um, now the Mass Relays were something that was blown up at the end of Mass Effect 3. One of the reasons that a lot of people hated the way that that game went, or the way that that game ended, is because the Mass Relays are the things that are used to transport different um, you know, civilizations, different people from place to place in that universe, and them all being blown up alongside the whole pick your colour ending thing. Um, was just one of the many you know, reasons that a lot of people hated the way Mass Effect 3 ended. Um, one of these new concept images, though, seems to show a mass relay being built, um, literally says MR7 on the side of it, um, and because we know that we have a veteran team of Bioware devs going back to the project them- itself, it kind of feels like they're going to continue where they left off, right after the end of Mass Effect 3. Um, so, with that in mind, let me cut to Mr. Josh Brown. It's incredibly intriguing, Scott Telford, I'll give you that, because we did a video on this, or maybe a podcast, we talked about, you know, where we want Mass Effect to go after Andromeda mm. and after 3, and I, I'm kind of on the fence as to whether or not I think they should go down this kind of route where they build from the ending of 3, they kind of, like, reconstruct the chessboard, as it were, and this, obviously, like you said, does sort of indicate that that might be what they're doing, they bring you back to these kind of iconic things from the mass effect saga you know like the mass relays were ultimately like the backbone of like the technology in that entire milky way galaxy you know what i mean it was what the reapers used to ultimately stage their invasion towards the end so it's going to be interesting to me if they do decide to bring them back they do decide to rebuild how are they going to separate them from you know like the the reapers the prometheans stuff like that and kind of make them their own are they just returning because well, it's a Mass Effect game, so it's going to have to have mass relays of some kind, or are they going to do something interesting with, like, the law? And obviously, I hope it's that, because mm-hmm. I do think, you know, there's a lot of... I, I just think it's fascinating the the routes they could go if they do decide to build upon some kind of Mass Effect 3 ending, if they decide to choose something as maybe canon and try to rebuild, like, inside the Milky Way rather than mishing off to Andromeda, like, obviously they did. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it, it, it's tricky, and they might not get it right, but it's 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 a ballsy move, I'd say. <laughs> I kind of I wonder if because we mentioned this on uh, when the legendary edition got confirmed, we were like, well, I suggest, suggested, what if they you know take the save from the legendary edition and carry that into Mass Effect Four or whatever the hell the new one's going to be called? And um, because assumedly, like, there's no way to continue in the main timeline without addressing one of those endings and making one of those things canon. 
um, which the only way to sort of, I don't even, I don't know. Do you think they would do something like that? Where it's like, you know, they bring a save across and the only, because you can't do it from past gen stuff, like very easily anyway. Like they need, they need to so you know, play through the new trilogy and go from there. Yeah, I feel like every single time we talk about the future of Mass Effect, it's me and you just going, I don't know, I don't know how they <laughs> could do it because it's such a big job. Like, yeah, they could release the Legendary Edition to have people play through it, you know, bank their choices. Mm. However, I wonder if they are trying to build on, like, Mass Effect 3. I wonder whether they'd want to be bogged down in the minutiae of all of those different choices and all of those different world states that could come out of it. Because, I mean, like, I love the original Mass Effect trilogy. I even have a soft spot for the third game. Right. But even for as good as those games were, they didn't always do an amazing job of taking your choices into consideration. Sometimes you would do something that felt huge and mm. it would turn up in like an email in the next game and you'd get <laughs> like a thank you from one of the characters. And like that, all, all that stuff is welcome, but it's a huge, huge task to keep track of everything. So I wonder whether they just take, you know, a handful of ideas, a handful of different potential world states, jump maybe so far in the future where people don't feel robbed of their own decisions where they can say, well, so much time has passed, your choices impacted the galaxy for this amount of time, but now things are starting to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be an interesting way, place to pick up because then you kind of have, you could almost have like this, these, these sort of like races coming back up, rediscovering space travel or whatever, and then almost kind of uncovering the story of the original Mass Effect trilogy, kind of like mm. that is now mythology, almost like you did in the first game when you're uncovering the, the law of the Prometheans and the Reaper, um, you know, cycle before you. Like, I think that would be fascinating and a fascinating way to kind of build on what came before without totally invalidating the role that the player had in it. That's a hell of an idea that you could be, because obviously when you went across to the Andromeda Galaxy, it was it was always meant to be all new. And obviously that game was a bit of a letdown, or a massive letdown, and you know, it's kind of all over the place. But the idea of a new galaxy does give you a blank canvas. But if you take that mentality and just play as a new set of explorers who arrive in the Milky Way and find all this like destitute, broken stuff, and they start, you know, go, oh, we can rebuild this and, and make another mass relay, and you're rediscovering like Mass Effect Ephemera, as you, the player, are rediscovering the trilogy. And it's like, oh, you know, there's mm. X, Y, Z, different races that we can start interacting with and things like that. That might be a way to go. Um, another thing to um, to break down are the other images that are in here. Um, the first one shows like a like moonlit sort of um, jungle looking planet or maybe some sort of tech cables and stuff in the background. Um, but the ship from the left-hand side is the same one that they put out uh, more officially when they announced the new Mass Effect game. Um, that new ship seems to be called the Mud Skipper. Um, according to uh, the file name of the image that was uploaded to the Bioware blog back when they first announced the, mass, the, the next Mass Effect was coming. Um, and that's, that same ship is in the first image. Um, the other one is um, the more tech-looking thing, um, which I saw Eurogamer write up and say that maybe it looks a bit like Remnant Tech, which was the, um, the sort of ancient civilization that was in Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, for me, the Remnant stuff just was like super reminiscent of like either the Reapers or the Prometheans. Like this idea of just Bioware love their ancient race behind everything trope that I feel like they have that in tons of their games. Um, what do you think of the other images they've got? Well, first off, Scott Taylor, I've just realized I've been calling the Protheans Prometheans throughout this entire video, which is kind That's of... That's what I just did, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's completely wrong, that. And I know everyone's going to... No one's going to see this point. Everyone's going to call us <laughs> out for it anyway. But I do know that they are called Protheans and not Prometheans. I just I just like the name. Anyway... I'm literally secondly, playing through Mass Effect right now, and I still get it wrong. <laughs> it's good. I'm Hades, though, to be fair. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like that kind of like ancient civilization, stuff like some of my most favorite parts of andromeda came from kind of unlocking that tech and unlocking those secrets and most importantly kind of um you know rejuvenating these planets you were 
kind of going to like you were exploring these hostile planets and then you were kind of making them um, compatible for your crew and stuff like that and I thought that was really interesting in but just ultimately the um the law on display wasn't that interesting like I like when you have this kind of the mystery of a secret ancient civilization you tap into what's going on like sometimes I feel like writers especially sci-fi writers kind of use that as a crutch to never explain everything like they right. they know the mystery is good they know it's going to hook people in but oftentimes I find the answers are kind of a little bit disappointing and even though i liked the pro themes in the original mass effect trilogy i thought even parts of the you know the big reveals towards the end about the end game and stuff kind of felt a little bit wonky and didn't necessarily yeah. live up to the promise originally but still like it's a it's a decent trope so i wouldn't mind seeing them come back with it if they can use it in an interesting way and use it in a more creative way than it was used in um that other game andromeda that's the one yeah, I just I, I I assume at this point because obviously they're still under the umbrella of EA, and it was like that whole thing of Mass Effect Three as to why Mass Effect Three was so still and all over the place was like assumedly because of EA's like interference with like let's just take the character of Yavik and make him a DLC character and let's separate all these other essential plot points and just release them as separate paid DLC. So you have to if you want to understand Mass Effect, you've got to go out and pay for all these different things. And I kind of like we've seen the worst of EA this generation. Like I think that I would hope going forward because of things like Jedi Fallen Order and um, proving that you know it's not that they have a heart, but they can let devs just make a good game. Um, I would hope that at this point, because of how much they interfere with Mass Effect Andromeda, um, that they just sort of go, look, it's on you guys. You know, Casey Hudson's back. They've got the veteran team. I don't know if they could, if they could even get Drew Carpishin back, but. You know, that idea of like EA have tried their nefarious BS and they can kind of go, look, it's Mass Effect. It'll make you a ton more money if you just let people do it properly. And hopefully they just stay hands off with the whole thing this time. Oh, man, like, I'm, I'm so conflicted because, yeah, EA does have that problem. But I think also Bioware needs to kind of make some changes mm. and take some responsibility for those projects as well. Because, I mean, like you look into the deep dives, dives of both Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. Like Andromeda had so much ambition, so much potential that was just kind of stifled by mismanagement and a bad engine and stuff like that. So it's 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 it's, it's I don't think we could just blame EA for this one, because I think yeah. there have been problems at Bioware. For a little while and i hope they have this comeback obviously dragon age forward on the horizon like i hope we get this return to the kind of classically bioware rpgs that we fell in love with the studio for like this is mm -hmm. what bioware made their name on and if they can bring back you know that kind of storytelling and earn that respect back with dragon age with the next mass effect whatever that may be mm. like that would be a huge win and i do think like, yeah like you said you know we've had jedi fallen order ea's clearly more open, uh, if not totally open, to the idea of, you know, making some kind of single-player game, you know, not they, just like, making a multiplayer grind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully now is the time for this to happen. They absolutely despise not being able to, like, monetize the living hell out of something, because, like, Star Wars Squadron's got very little advertising budget, marketing budget. It was sort of just out there. You didn't really realize it. And then Jedi Fallen Order was announced with um, What's-His-Chops just sitting in the chair at, like, E3. Yeah! So, <laughs> no marketing budget whatsoever. It always feels like they sort of have to, like, punch and wrangle something that is more creatively focused whereas if it's a big pay, if it's a big payout for the people at the top on ea then they're like oh yeah we'll give you all the money you want to advertise it um but i guess in regards to um the rollout of the next mass effect i feel like we'll know um just how they play their hand releasing this how confident they are with it because retrospectively andromeda was barely showing off and the first time we actually saw in-game stuff um, was the it was one of the Xbox conferences where they just used it to show off some of the new particle effects. It wasn't like yeah. anything representative of what the game like, could actually do. 
Um, so yeah, let us know anything down in the comments below of the potential of the next Mass Effect. What would you do and the idea of them continuing with where Mass Effect 3 left off? Uh, for now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.